Welcome to Walking Free. This is Pastor Evan Buyaker, and I'm here on the show today with Pastor Rick Mercer. He's going to tell us about how he overcame crystal meth, alcohol, and drugs, and uh, how God gave him victory over that. And uh, it was good to have you here on the show today, Pastor Rick. Well, you know, uh, before we before we started recording, we prayed, and, and you mentioned something in your prayer about God giving us a, a fresh start. This morning, before uh, before I started the show, I actually put a new starter in my car because my car was dead, and uh, God gave my car a, a fresh new start this morning. So I'm hoping that the message you have to give everyone today will also give uh, someone else a fresh start through God's Spirit. So it's good to have you here today, Pastor Rick. Now, I have uh, a question here for you, and I'd like to know, how did you begin using drugs and alcohol, and how did it all start? Probably when I was around 13 or 14 years old, just playing around with alcohol at first. And as uh, uh, time went on, probably maybe when I was... uh, Within a year of starting to play around with alcohol, I also started playing around with marijuana. And uh, as time went on in my teenage years, I I played more and more with it. It was uh, the sad thing at that time, it was the cool thing to do, or at least I thought it was. And uh, and when I went to college, uh, I was introduced to, to cocaine. Uh, which at that time in the paternity that I was in, that was also, you know, it was something that that uh, we did for recreation, uh, and it's something that we did, you know, to to say we were having a good time. And and but I didn't know that, that what was happening to me that I was becoming addicted to these things because I thought that was the only way that I could really have fun or enjoy life when I was doing these kind of kind of things. What were some of the effects of alcohol in your life? Uh, there are lots of effects. There's um, emotional yeah. effects, relational yeah, sure. effects, spiritual effects, even physical effects. So what were some of the ways that the drugs and alcohol affected your life, Pastor Rick? You know, outside looking, uh, outside looking in, you probably couldn't tell a lot of huge effects. Uh, I was a... I, as the years went on, I became a CPA, uh, certified public accountant, and I and I dealt with you know a, a, a lot of different. I had over 400 clients that I took care of, so you couldn't tell that you know that 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 it was having a huge effect on me mentally. Uh, I did. I I I was one of those. I was pretty active as far as exercise and everything like that, and so physically you couldn't tell anything, but spiritually I was dead. Uh, it was just it just spiritually. It was in relationally, I, I was I was off balance because I, I I had I had the outlook that I had on life was like totally wrong. It was all a big life of party. I worked really really hard. Uh, I also had a farm that I raised, you know, uh, like eight hundred and forty thousand chickens a year, uh, poultry. Uh, so I, I worked really hard, and but I played really really hard, and that was life to me. I mean that was what I thought was really living it up. Uh, but as time went on, uh, these things that, 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 I, that I put into my body to, 
to quote enjoy life uh became they just they wasn't hitting the pleasure button so it took more and more of of the alcohol it took more and more and uh, of the drugs and i i started playing uh, around with a drug uh, called crystal meth even in my in my mid-30s and when i did that uh pastor evan it rocked my world uh everything you know i had always been able to play around with alcohol and play around with drugs but when i started doing crystal meth it took over my life uh it, it i've lost interest in everything but the drug it became who i was it became my motivation it became my self-esteem uh if i didn't have the drug i couldn't i didn't want to get out of bed i lost interest in my cpa practice uh the the, the farm is the only thing that really kept me going because because I could, you know, I didn't have to answer to anybody. I, I, it, I pretty well got to the point that I even isolated myself from other people, except for people that was doing the drug. Uh, that's, that's, it was a nightmare. Looking back on it, it was a total nightmare. And I see now that was Satan was, was trying to take me out using that terrible drug. Uh, how did you get victory over the, uh, the crystal meth and the drugs and alcohol? Praise God, somebody pointed me to Jesus. Uh, Cindy had been praying for me. I, I'd, uh, Cindy was a godsend for me. Uh, it, I met Cindy right before I started uh, doing the crystal meth. Uh, and, and when I met Cindy, I thought, you know what? I don't need any of this other stuff anymore. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to just straighten up and be a, a good guy because she's all I need. And, and I really intended it. And, and in my own strength, I tried really hard. But, but that didn't last very long. And, and, and the thing with the, the way I got on the crystal meth, and it's important probably to note this, is that um, when I would use the alcohol and the cocaine and things like that, I would go out of town uh, to places with my friends <coughs> and everything. But... When I got married to Cindy, you know, I couldn't go out. Uh, and and uh, like I did, I had to stay home. So I started hanging around the local guys more. And their drug of choice was the crystal meth. And that's how I just started playing with it. And that's how I fell trapped to it. Cindy, uh, she knew that something was, she didn't know that I was doing drugs. She knew I drank, uh, but she didn't, she didn't know because I didn't do drugs in front of Cindy. But she was very aware that something was way wrong with me because I started started coming in later and later and later and sometimes not at all and and I was a terrible husband and but she made a decision rather than to leave me God put it on her heart to start praying and fasting for me and and she did and she prayed for me and she fasted for me and God was able to work a miracle because of that and about that time God sent someone into my life who happened to be a Seventh-day Adventist. Now, I'd never heard of a Seventh-day Adventist. At that time, I was 40 years old, never heard of a Seventh-day Adventist. And this guy, he, he really he really touched my life. I, I could tell there was something different about him. Now, I didn't know this, but he had been praying for me for over a year, uh, which I think, looking back now, had a lot to do with God being able to use him to touch me because he had been praying for me. Cindy had asked him if he would pray for me, <clears throat> she had noticed that, that he prayed. He was a he did anesthesia at the hospital, local hospital that she worked at, and she had asked him. Uh, she said, 
would you put my husband on your prayer list? Because he was always, he had a little black book that was full of names that he was always praying for in between surgeries. So he he did. He started praying for me. And I met him, um, and he just had a huge impact on my life. I know now this was the Holy Spirit working through him. And But he asked me something. Uh, he came down to my house one day, and he asked me something that no one had ever asked me before. He asked me, if I would like to study the Bible. And I said, yes. So what we begin doing, uh, Pastor Evan, is we begin studying the Bible one day a week on Thursday nights. And um, and what happened, uh, you know, I was a slave to not only uh, drugs, but I was a slave to drugs, alcohol, <clears throat> a lust, and I had a huge tobacco problem on top of it. And then just, there's a lot more I could add to that, but then we're, main ones that, that that the enemy had a hold on my life. I was a complete slave to my compulsive habits as the years had went on. But um, he told me, I, I'll never forget, He, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And he just kept saying that. And <clears throat> now I want you to know that when I first began studying the Bible, I was still a slave to all these things. They still had a hold on my life. But what, what we did... What we did each night, we would open up the Bible and we would start searching the scriptures. And, uh, for example, uh, one scripture that really, really uh, hit my heart was uh, John one twenty nine, where John, John the Baptist, it says, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. You know, that scripture, it, that... It's it's not me. See, I had tried very hard to to uh, <coughs> to straighten my life out. I wanted to. I had every reason in the world. I had a beautiful wife, beautiful family, a wonderful career. But I want you to know, I could not do it on my own. So when I read this scripture right here, behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin, not me, but but God does it for me. It was like a door opened up, a door of hope. Well, maybe there is a possibility. And then, and then, uh, uh, you know, the Bible was such a huge book to me. It was, it was real big. And and I and I had a hard time getting around the Bible because I didn't know even where to start. And and uh, the guy that was studying the the Bible with me gave me a little book called Steps to Christ. And and uh, that book was a life changer for me. Because what it did is it carried me to the script steps to Christ. It carried me to the scriptures in the Bible that helped me find Jesus. Now, one of one of the scriptures that it carried me to was John twelve thirty two, and it's yes, sir. It's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, "If I be lifted up," Jesus is saying this. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Now. Oh, yes, it was a great one, uh, Evan. And it, and I love what the author said. She said, now the sinner might resist this love. But if, but if you do not resist this love that Jesus, if you do not resist his love, that he will draw you closer and closer to him each day. I remember making that promise. Lord, I, I don't know how to be a better person. I don't know how to... To, to quit doing all these bad things that's got a hold on my life. But I promise you this, I would not resist you anymore. 
you know what? And God is held to his promise, Evan. He's drawn me closer and closer and closer to him each day. He it now I can see so clearly as as I have not fought God anymore, but I continue to behold him. As I as I fix you know, Hebrews twelve two, fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. He has grown me. And he's 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 John twelve thirty two, he says, If I be lifted up, I will draw you. He's drawn me away from the grip uh, that that the the alcohol and the drugs had on my life. He 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 drew me away from that and 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 drew him closer to himself. So it had a huge huge impact uh, on my life. A, another quote that I want to share with you that led me to a scripture in Jeremiah thirteen in verse twenty three. See, I had wanted to straighten up for a long time because I had every reason in the world to do so. But but Satan had me deceived thinking that I had to straighten up first and then come to Jesus. In other words, Cindy was very active in church and, and working with the youth and, 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 and so forth, and I wanted to be that good husband for her. So what I had in my back of my mind, and I know this seed was planted by the enemy, is I thought one day... I'm going to straighten up and I'm going to come, I'm going to be a good husband. One day I'm going to straighten up and I'm going to start coming to church with, with Cindy. Um, like, like she wants me to. And, but it was always in tomorrow. And so by reading, when I started reading the little steps of Christ, it helped me so much. Listen to this quote right here. If, if you see your sinfulness, do not wait to make yourself better. How many there are who think they're not good enough to come to Christ? Do you expect to become better through your own efforts? Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spot? Then may you also do good that are accustomed to do evil. See, there, there's, there's help only for us in God, she says. We must not wait for stronger persuasions, for better opportunities, for holier tempers, we can do nothing of ourselves. We must come to Christ just as we are. That had a huge impact on my life because, see, it let me know, I, even though I wanted to straighten up on my own, I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I, there was not going to come a day where I was going to be strong enough on my own to be a better person, to be, more, to, to be a better Christian. I had to come to Jesus right where I was, and he began working on me. That 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 helped me so much. That's that steps of Christ, page thirty-one. Now, there there's yes, sir. Um, now I've got one more that I want to share that had a huge impact on my life. This is found in Steps of Christ, page forty-seven. This was a biggie. It says, "Many are inquiring, how am I to make thee surrender myself to God? You desire to give yourself to Him, but your weak and moral power in slavery to doubt." and controlled by the habits of your life of sin. I was going, wow, that's me. This is me. And it, she goes on. Your promises and resolutions are like ropes of sand. You cannot control your thoughts, your impulses, or your affections. The knowledge of your broken promises and forfeited pledges weakens your confidence in your own sincerity and causes you to feel that God cannot accept you. But you need not despair. What you need to understand is the true force of the will. 
This is the governing power in the nature of man. The power of decision or of choice. Everything depends on the right action of the will. The power of choice God has given to men. It's theirs to exercise. You cannot change your heart. You cannot of yourself give give your give him your will. Uh, no, you cannot change your heart. You cannot of yourself give to God his affections. But you can choose to serve him. You can give him your will. He would then work in you to will and do according to his good pleasure. Thus your whole nature will be brought under the control of the Spirit of Christ. Your affections will be centered upon him and your thoughts will be in harmony with him. Steps of Christ, page 47. Oh, Pastor Evan, that changed my life forever. It, it, it showed me the recipe for victory because, see, I couldn't do it on my own. You know, and over and over I had I'd tried and I'd failed. You know, I'd make promises to Cindy. I'd make promises, you know, to, to God, and, and then I'd fall. But I learned something. I can't do it on my own. The, the key to overcoming any besetting sin is fixing your eyes upon Jesus. It's, you can't stomp sin out of your life, in other words. The only thing you can do is crowd it out with Jesus. And so what I did, see, the devil could not make me, <clears throat> he could, he could not, he has not got the authority to stop me from choosing to read the Bible. Now, he can tempt me to drink alcohol or, or do drugs, but he could not stop me from choosing to seek Jesus. He could not stop me from praying. He could not stop me from singing a song about Jesus. <coughs> uh, he couldn't do that. And as I made those right choices, as I chose to seek God, it gave God permission to work in my life. And then he could start doing the things that he wanted to do. That had a huge impact on my life there, Pastor Evan. And uh, what is, uh, so some people say that uh, Jesus made alcoholic wine at the wedding feast at Cana. And the Bible does say that he, he made wine. Was the wine that Jesus made alcoholic? <laughs> why or why not? It, it, it was wine, but it was called new wine. See, the, the, the confusing thing in the Bible that a lot of people get, they read it like they want to read it. Jesus, there is good in, in new wine. That, you know, the, the, Bible, the Bible says um, in Isaiah 65, verse 8, that new wine is found in the cluster. And, and it's very important to think about this. It, the cluster means that it's straight off the, off the vine. It's, it's, it's freshly plucked, flesh, freshly squeezed. Uh, the 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 old wine is one that's that's old and it's been fermented and it's and it's turned into alcohol. Jesus was not uh, not he didn't uh, create a bunch of uh, uh, alcoholic wine to serve the people uh, that that would go against everything that he stood for. And one thing that I learned when I began studying the Bible is when you study the Bible, you need to always study the Bible in context. And so Jesus is the Word made flesh. That means the whole Word made flesh. Uh, another scripture in, in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 1 says, Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Now that, that's, that's the Word right there. And so Jesus would never contradict himself making, making uh, fermented wine. Uh, and serve that to anyone.
And uh, what, what does the Bible say about drugs and alcohol? Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Oh, okay. Yeah, so we, and, since it's uh, God's temple, the Holy Spirit, we don't want to make it uh, full of fermented and rotten things and poisons. That's right, yeah. I know what it did to my life personally. Amen. Yeah, it was well. It was fantastic having you on the uh, on the show today, Pastor Rick, on Walking Free, and uh, we had uh, a quick review of some of the things we went over. Is you know you talked about how how you began using alcohol and drugs, and how God gave you victory, and even the effects in your life of it. And uh, uh, it, it was a blessing, really, hearing your testimony, Pastor Rick. Uh, this is this is really going to help some people. And I know it will even encourage me too to to make sure I remember to keep my eyes on Jesus all the time, fixing my eyes on him. Amen. And can I say this yeah. too, Pastor Evan? We it happened all because of prayer. If Cindy had not chose to believe that God could do what he said he could do and just dig in and start praying, uh I would not be on this phone line with you tonight with this rec- today with this recording. Wow, the, it it happened because of prayers. So you might have somebody out there, you know that that um, that you know of that's just out there lost, and maybe you've given up on them. I want to challenge you not to give up. Hebrews seven twenty five says, "Wherefore he's able to save to the uttermost." That's no matter what the situation is, no matter how bad they are, there is hope because Jesus right now is in the heavenly sanctuary interceding on their behalf he's waiting on you to come in prayer right now to give him permission to work to give him another channel to work in their life and he can save to the uttermost praise amen God. yeah the uh the spouses and the the parents and the children praying for one another it it definitely makes a huge difference in our lives amen, amen. well uh hey it was good having you here today pastor rick uh maybe we'll hear from you again sometime soon take care Okay. God bless you. God Bye. Bless. Bye-bye.